there, folks. My name is Emily. And I'm Elk. And we are Oh My Word, a podcast where we discuss movies, musicals, books, TV shows, etc., and share the content in order to promote clean content and also to help you be a more informed consumer. Exactly. And to facilitate that and to help with that, we take this content and we very carefully, very slowly, with bated breath, place them on our pearl clutching scales. Violence, language, and romance, scale of zero to four. Zero being, it's clean, there's none of this. And four being, wow, go back to holy canasta, holy canasta, there's a lot of this. And you could just even get a quick glance at what our scales are to say, is this for me or not? Can I handle if violence is a four? Or can I handle if language is a four or romance is a four? And usually that's like, romance is a four is kind of like a, you know, maybe 50 shades of gray kind of thing. (laughs) <laughs> or uh, violence being a four, we always go to Tarantino because it's not just violent, it's gory and bloody. Language being a four is like a Guy Ritchie where every other word's an F-bomb for some reason or other. So it's a, we're, just, we're just telling you. We, you, you make, and then you make the right decision. Now we're telling you, you have, you have it right there in front of you. What we're talking about this week, I must say, does not fall under the clean content in the slightest. No, and not remotely. It breaks our scales to such an extent that we actually had to do, we actually didn't even have to run anything through the scales because all you have to do is watch about 30 seconds of this show to know where it will fall on our pearl clutching ratings. But it's so popular. I mean, we're now a few years removed, but it's still so popular and it would, and it held such a hold on the American public. I mean, people actually sat down and watched it live. I should add that this is a perfect example of the use of our pearl clutching scales. Because when I knew that it was certain things were in it, because I was a little bit late Mm. to the game, you know, I wasn't there for the first one. (laughs) But once I heard about certain things being in it, I, I didn't watch it, even though everyone was going crazy over it. Even though I think most people agree that it's a very, very good show. But I was just like, nope, this is, I won't do it. I won't go there because... It's this pearl clutching scales have to, they had to be rebuilt several times to handle the weight of this HBO series. And I know HBO always does stuff because we can. And often it's just annoying because why are you doing this? But on the other hand, we also know, well, we said we also know, but on the other hand, HBO is also, they've got some pretty solid content. So it's a balancing, you know, act sometimes. Right, come on, HBO did Band of Brothers, which is, fabulous and there's like some nudity there which is unnecessary or they did chernobyl which was fantastic also the one thing they had with the nudity there was just so unnecessary we totally it's like the miners right that they had stripped down and they went in there with other clothes on Uh we did not have to see full frontal for men to understand what was going on so right part of your showing that we're hbo we can do whatever we want sometimes it's just so silly because you didn't we didn't need it so why did you do it oh because we're hbo okay Whatever. The truth is, especially, I just gotta say, especially when it comes to um, sex, we really never need to see more than a glance between two characters or a comment to understand what's about to go down. You could say, you know, a kiss adds a little bit fine. I, I don't think kisses necessarily are problematic, but we actually really don't need to see almost anything to understand exactly what's happening. Violence, you know, if you're showing something in war... You're trying to make a point. Maybe you need a little bit more 
but we really don't need like we're, right. well, we're we know what's happening we yeah get it. We that's get the it. gone with the wind thing right we don't have right. to and everyone forgets that that means two actors were told to enact this right right we have to, we have to keep talking about this even if it's just gonna be me on my soapbox which is a pretty sturdy soapbox i think and it holds <laughs> up very well uh, often these actors are married to other people even we, we would never allow this sort of behavior. I would hope we would never allow this sort of behavior, either from our own spouses, from our own people that we know. Like, no, 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 this is art. We can behave this way. Like, no, you can't get out of my house. Okay. No, we do not <laughs> behave this way. So everyone calls me a prude. Fine. Whatever. But that doesn't make me wrong. That's true. So that's part like the HBO thing. And like, no, we're all, we're all mature adults here. Yes, we are. But the people who are acting it out are also adults acting it out unnecessarily. And you're just, you're mitigating, you're blurring these certain lines, and then you wonder why the divorce rings up. Okay, I, I did a slippery <laughs> slope there. We didn't even say what it is yet. Should we say what no, it is? No, I guess so. Okay, well, it's Game of Thrones if you haven't guessed it yet. So, I didn't know two things. Emily's actually seen it all, so Emily will do much more commentary on it. And read them all, by the way. And you have read them all? I, well, besides the last one, which isn't out yet, right? Correct. So, the, right. all the ones that are published, I've read. I didn't know that I had actually read two. I think I read two of them. I remember my brother trying to get me into fantasy back in the day when I was not reading mm. fantasy at all. Now, everyone wow. so much fantasy, <laughs> fantasy. All right, fantasy. But um, he was like, no, 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 these are realistic fantasy because it's not always the good guy winning, right? It's not always this, that, whatever. Like, there's much more going on here, blah, whatever. So I think I ended up reading one or two of the books and I was just like, I don't remember why I didn't read anymore, but I think I read four, mm-hmm. I think I read two, maybe three, maybe two, because maybe that's what he owned. And then I, I mean, they're so it. long, you might have read. One and it felt like <laughs> right. No, I, I'm almost certain it was two, but even then, it, certain things are just like what. And then, so then I remember him telling me that once when the series came out, I didn't put two and two together right away. I wasn't like I totally forgot that I had sort of known it because it was also it's a, it was a long time span from when I that the books came out a long time ago, well, a long while ago. The first one, yes, yeah, it's been out for a while before they they made the series right 2011 that they started it, but so. Okay, I didn't realize then, like, oh, you're hearing people talking about it, that or whatever, and then you start hearing about what's in it, and I was just like, no. And then my brother's trying to tell me that I think it was, I don't know which actress it was. I don't know if it was Maisie Williams. I don't remember who it was. Like, oh, you know she has on her contract that, I think it was by season five, either season three or four or five, it wasn't the first two seasons. Like, oh, no, you're not allowed to ask her to take her top off. And I was like, Hmm. that's great, but what happened to the first seasons? Like, obviously that's going to be me, but like, I'm so glad she put that in her contract and good for her and do that. Again, the actors that are acting these things out, they can only be shown because the actors are willing to do it. Right. Right. So, you know, we need big A-list people. You need big people to say like, no, I actually saw there's an actress who will not, she will not do nudity. I don't know. I don't remember her name is, but she'll do other stuff, but she won't do nudity and good for you. Good for you. And uh, so that, but again, that's all part of why I just. I, don't, I never watched it. But Emily could tell us about it. <laughs> well, it's funny. I also didn't start watching right at the beginning. I think partially because I didn't have HBO. And I'd already read the books. So I felt like it wasn't necessary for me to watch them. But at some point I started watching. And what surprised me was like my brother was watching. My parents were watching. Everyone who was not usually into fantasy was watching this show. So then I was also intrigued to know like what... I, th- I think the books are really good, and it's now been several years since I've read them. One of my, I know when I read the fifth book, 
because it was my freshman year of college because it just came out and it was only available in hardback at the library and it's like a thousand pages and I would lug it all over my college campus, which is a pretty big campus. That's probably why I didn't gain 15 pounds freshman year because I was carting that book from my dorm to one classroom to the next classroom. So the books... And this isn't about like the books are better than the TV show. As we've talked about, things have to change from book to TV or for movie because there are just different things that happen in different considerations. What I will say is that the first few seasons of the show, your brother was right, or your cousin, whoever introduced you to it, brother, yeah, who said that it's not like regular fantasy in that people act in real ways. And what I think is so interesting about the first couple books and also the first couple seasons is not so much that the good guys don't always win. I prefer it if the good guys always win in a fantasy. But that's not the point. The point is that characters are acting and you get to see their thought processes and what goes into making a decision. It's sort of the same reason that I love Orson Scott Card, because I think he does the same thing. I actually think he does it a little bit better, but that might just be because his books aren't huge epics so he doesn't also have all of the other things going on but George R. R. Martin very interestingly showing how people do things and why people do things and that people can be duplicitous or they can be honest or what looks like one thing is something else and they really capture that in the first few seasons which I think is what first got people hooked because it was really good writing and it was different and you don't usually see I think Breaking Bad does something Similar, and maybe The Wire. I haven't seen The Wire, so I can't comment. But showing characters, and it's not about excusing bad behavior. It's just about showing how and why characters or people do things. And I think that's different because in a lot of TV shows and movies, or even books, maybe because of the pacing or because of the level of writing, people fall in love. And you're like, wait, how did that happen? Why did that happen? Or people are angry at each other. There's not really the reasons behind it. So I think they started off really well, but at some point, and maybe this is just, I mean, I don't know if they got different writers. I don't know if it's because fans got into it. It became more about like the romance and the violence. And you missed, especially in the, okay, the last season was a dumpster fire. Unfortunately, I guess they just gave up, you know, and maybe it's a little bit of people are going to tune in and watch us. and We're going to make millions anyway. We're going to sell merch so we don't have to care anymore, which is too bad. Um, they lost a little bit of that intrigue, of the character intrigue, and it came became more about, I guess it became more about the plot, you know, or about like this battle with these fantastical creatures or this romance or that romance, which is a lot of what's going on in the books too, but it missed some of the intricacies of human relationships, which I think is what really made it distinct initially. Don't they divert at a certain point from what the books are entirely? Wasn't there a point where they they kind of... And it was with George R. R. Martin's, I think, blessing. Like, yeah. Especially because the last book wasn't out yet. And they were... Was that only for the last season? Or was that earlier that they were like, okay, we're going to start going in a different direction right now? And he was just like, yeah, sure. That's a good question. Definitely the last season. It might have been even the last two seasons. Just because at some point they got to a point in the books... In the, movie, in the TV series where the books weren't yet right which which also could be part of why the writing suffered because they didn't have even if it was with his blessing and even maybe if he was consulting on it they were coming up with a tv show as opposed to a tv show based on 
a book series. Yeah. All the things you just said is further proof of why we shouldn't have all the other stuff in it. Absolutely. Like, there's so much intrigue going on between the characters, whatever. So why why does there have to be so much nudity then? Oh, because we're all adults here and adults can handle mature nudity, about whatever. Okay, whatever. But I don't want to see, I don't, I don't want to go on, I don't want to go out and see my neighbor not dressed. And I don't want to see, I don't care how, who's the hot guy of the day. I don't want to see him not dressed either. Right. Or even the intimations of different sex scenes. Again, all I need is a look between two characters and I know what they're about to go do. I don't need sounds. I don't need, there is one scene. See, this is, I understand why you never watched it and I would support you continuing to not watch it because once something's in your mind it's very hard to get rid of right and there's this one scene now some of the violence did not stick in my head that stuff maybe because there is technically like this fight for a throne going on so some of it's more war and i don't i don't remember all the gratuitous violence even though i know there's a ton of it but the gratuitous sex stuff i do remember and there's one scene in particular in the first or second season where Joffrey, who's, they age everyone up a little bit in the TV show to make the sex a little bit less creepy, which is good, but he's still 16. I think in the books, he's supposed to be 12 or like 14. The books in the TV show, he's 16. So it's like, it's still gross. And incest is still incest. Right. So he's becoming the king because his father died or was killed. And Someone, like his uncle, I think, sends him to prostitutes thinking like, all right, you know, become a man. But Joffrey is this sick, twisted character. So instead of having whatever threesome he's supposed to have, he has the one prostitute. You don't see it through to the end, but you see him, her beat the other one with like a candelabra or something. So first of all, they're naked because they're supposed to be there as prostitutes. So already like it's this kind of weird thing. But then also he's this psychopath that's more interested in two people torturing each other. Like it actually would have been better if he'd had sex with them. Honestly, <laughs> maybe not. But like, this is why we exist is oh my word. Because does Game of Thrones tell a very compelling story? Absolutely. I would recommend even I think the books before I could recommend the TV show because books Describe things, but seeing something in your head is different than seeing actors act it out. When you see something or when you hear something, you can't unsee or unhear it. And the question is, what do you want going around in your head? Do I think about that scene 24-7? No. But does it every once in a while come into my mind because, you know, something, because we're talking about Game of Thrones or something like that and send a shiver down my spine? Yes. Is my life better because I saw that scene? No, not at all. Could they have shown me his twisted psychopathic mind without that scene if they'd really wanted to and maybe that was pulled directly from the book I don't even remember that but that's you know that's why we're here because you can see these ratings then you can decide is that what I want and then maybe it's something like you said like Chernobyl where it's so well written and it's also historical where maybe seeing minors minors with an e or with an o by the way no no with an e okay yeah yeah you're right you should (laughs) check it Yeah, because they have to go dig a tunnel underneath to try to whatever. Gotcha. So maybe you decide, or, you know, you close your eyes for that scene. Whereas with Game of Thrones, if you wanted to close your eyes for a scene, you'd you'd be closing your eyes for the whole thing. and You'd just be listening to it. So it's not worth it. So it's a very good show. And obviously not even for anyone under the age of 18, at the very least. It's certainly not a family get-together show. But even as an adult, you have to ask yourself, all right, what 
what do I want floating around in my head? Right. Is the trade-off, also is the trade-off worth it? Oh, I want a good right. story. Okay, there's a lot of good stories. No, nothing's like Game of Thrones. I agree. But this is what you're putting into your head. This is exchange. Yeah, I think we have to amend. I think we have to amend our pearl clutching skills. Because especially from the beginning, we said we had to rebuild them several times. That means it's not a 4-4-4. That means everything, it blew, this blew up our scales, that means. This That's broke true. the scales. So we had to, even worse than being a four across the board is if something breaks the scales. We've That's had it. true. We've had it infrequently, but we have had it before. Yeah. Well, we've had it on one or two of the subjects. I it's right. very rare that we've had it on all three. Well, usually we, that's true. And usually we have it if something has so, is so morally off or so age range off, right? right. And that just blows everything up and we don't even care about the rest of it. We're not care, but we can't, we can't even salvage pieces to, to, to weigh the rest of it. Right? right. So I think we did that. I think I remember like, um, Serpent and Dove, I think Iron Widow. I don't, I don't remember. There might be one or two other ones where it's just, this is so wrong. Everything's blown up. But I have to yeah. say, for this, I think we have to amend. Our scales are blown up. That's it. Even as we're talking, I hear them. I hear them shattering, even as we speak now. So, you know, there's one other interesting thing, and it's not even about Game of Thrones in particular, because you've read some other adult fantasy, right? Like Brandon Sanderson or people. I know he's also done young adult, but yeah. Well, Brandon Sanderson is usually pretty clean in general. Oh, okay. There's this interesting theme, and maybe it's not so interesting, but with male fantasy writers that the sex stuff is weird (laughs) you know it's not just like you know you're reading a harlequin romance you know they're gonna and then you know he took off his shirt and she blushed you know like okay but but there's something weird with some male fantasy and i don't know like are they acting out or like are they writing out weird fantasies for themselves or is it just because men have maybe a different take on sex that they are able to think of things or maybe women do think of these things but they don't feel like they can write it but like i'd almost be more comfortable reading a woman write some of these things than a man i it's interesting and i don't know what it is and it might not even be but you know you kind of think and this is so unfair but you think of like the typical teen or adult male who's into fantasy as being kind of dweeby and maybe like they you know maybe the writers are the same way so their uh access to females and to sex is only in their mind so it becomes sort of warped no i think adult fantasy see that's when adult fantasy takes on the other meaning not the genre meaning but the other meaning. <laughs> exactly. but i don't think so i think adult fantasy writers um especially a, a lot of them are male and mm-hmm. a lot of them are do they do very well in their sales and their book. They they can, there's something about the way they construct these incredibly complex worlds. I don't yeah. know that I would. I mean, some people do kind of look like a little bit like nerds, and they are nerds. But some people are. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's an across the board thing to say for that. I think more that sometimes, sometimes the fantasy they do get weird when it comes to women, and sometimes they just get like oddly dark. Like the dark of it, you're like, geez, what kind of mind is coming up with that? And yeah. it's somehow both kind of brilliant, but kind of disturbing at the same time. Maybe part of it just because, like, I would never think of that. And uh, I don't know. It is. It's interesting. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But may, it, you have a lot of what female writers in general complain about the way men write about women. You know that that is an ongoing thing. But I think probably a lot of it just has to do with kind of like the James Bond uh, thing. That for some, it can't be a James Bond if he didn't sleep with three women. Right, and only James Bond has slept with three women on one on one mission, you know? 
you know, I think maybe they're just trying to them make sense. Like, oh, if they're fairies, because there's gonna be fairies in their fantasy world, then you know we have to part of our complex world building is that we have to do this and that. And it's just like, no, you just got too weird for us. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't say anything across the board is all I'm saying, but no, that's uh, fair. There is definitely something. I agree that there is like something going on, and it gets a little disturbing sometimes. That's all. Not to cast aspersions on any particular author or anything like that. Just a uh, a thought. Just a thought. So Game of Thrones, I can't really recommend it for those reasons. Though I do, if you had to do one, like if you were really into it, I would say go for the books. Because I do think the books, I mean, he creates such an incredible world. The histories of the families and the backstories and how things are connected. I mean, you feel like you're actually just reading history. It is impressive the kind of mind that can come up with a world and a story that's so fully fleshed out like that. I keep track of it. <laughs> How on earth does he keep track of it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a special mind. Yeah, for um, sure. But the TV show, and also just the last season is so bad that if you get into it now and then you binge watch and you get to the last season, you're just going to be disappointed. And that sort of disappointment, you don't need that in your life. You just don't. Well, there you go. So there you go. So there you go. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, blew up our scale. So I guess we got to get to work fixing all three of them and cleaning up all this debris. We keep trying to make them more and more durable. And it's just, it's, we have not yet found the material that, that is impervious. Because you know what? The truth is it probably doesn't exist, but we're going to keep trying. We'll keep working at it and then hopefully not come across something like Game of Thrones again. <laughs> so we will have these ready for you for next time so that you don't have to go too long without us but until then thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time cheers peoples oh my word podcast is brought to you by the pearl clutching basement dwellers at oh my word follow us on instagram for updates at oh my word podcast or like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for full episode notes and details visit eltenabam.com music is by tim burke see you next time